Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello and welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. My name is Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer, and in today's episode, I would like to unfold some of the deeper biblical truths found in the second beatitude. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. We are currently in a season on this show called Kingdom Culture, and in the last two episodes, I was able to set the stage for how differently the kingdom of God operates compared to that of this world. And as Christians, hoping to make an impact on the lives of others, bringing the truth and freedom of the gospel to all nations, we must first set our mind to think like Jesus taught us to in his Sermon on the Mount, starting with the Beatitudes. Last week, we discovered how it's easier for those who are poor, physically and spiritually, to have a stronger dependency and trust relationship with God than those who tend to get their needs met by providing for themselves. This is a biblical principle that is vital for most people in this world to grasp, to truly inherit the kingdom in the fullness of what God has intended for his followers. And in today's teaching, we hear Jesus say, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. As a professional counselor, I held the role of comforter more often than I would have liked. It takes a strong constitution and a God-given grace to hear people's most tragic and heart-wrenching life stories and then try to offer them some sort of meager condolences. Often people would say they were grateful for a sympathetic ear and any words of comfort or validation that I had to give. But I knew that deep down their hearts were still broken. And I think each of us, if we can be honest and vulnerable, would admit there are hurts and wounds we have experienced in our life that still cause us pain, no matter how many years it's been. Many mental health disorders and even physical disease can manifest because of a person's efforts to avoid mourning and grief. Those that have experienced extreme levels of emotional pain and trauma will often put up a wall to protect themselves from these soul-sick feelings and intense emotions But with biblical truth, we find it is by expressing and experiencing these difficult emotions that you would be healed. I would teach my clients that I knew had a relationship with Jesus, that God's perfect design for healing is that you would go through the pain at the time that you have it. Do not run from it, stuff it, or ignore it. He will be there for you to get you through it. And then he will use it for your good and to help others. Because what happens to those that do not learn to express their pain, that do not know the healing love and comfort that can only come from their heavenly daddy? I can tell you this, the most common route to mental illness, chronic pain, and generations of broken relationships is unresolved grief. There are no good answers in this world, only temporary relief. Whether that is an exercise of mental and emotional release or medication or unhealthy coping skills like drugs, alcohol, or blaming others for your pain, 
There's nothing that I have found that will truly heal the human soul in ways that bring people total life transformation. I have had plenty of practice in trying to help people express, cope, and heal with the worst of life's traumas. But in the end, any worldly advice was simply like a band-aid for their soul, apprehensively holding the wound closed until the next painful life circumstance came along, ripping off the band-aid and leaving them feeling like they were bleeding all over again. It was so hard as a counselor to give advice or even offer words of comfort to those who are not believers in Jesus. What is their hope? That is why the only genuine healing and freedom can be found in the wisdom of living from a biblical perspective. One life-changing lesson I've learned, first by living it out myself and then witnessing it in the lives of hundreds of my clients, was this. There are certain prayers we pray when we are going through the most difficult of life situations that would otherwise have never passed through our minds or our lips. Some of the most prophetic and kingdom-aligning prayers I have prayed came from a place of complete desperation. When I knew, usually out of complete exhaustion, that I, nothing I did or that the world had to offer was going to bring me the answers I needed. It was only from this place of complete surrender that my heart cried out with the prayer God was truly waiting for me to pray. And it was only through these very specific and, yes, heartbreaking circumstances that I was able to pray the kinds of prayers that move heaven to earth. Scripture is full of examples of people who mourned and then God used them in mighty ways. Mary, who wept and wept and then dried Jesus' feet with her hair, went on to be one of his financial supporters and one of his disciples. Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. And he is one quoted by Jesus in the New Testament more than any other Old Testament prophet. Job, Joseph, Ruth, Hannah, Esther, David, Paul, John, and even Jesus himself were all documented weeping and mourning, and then experiencing the most amazing and miraculous comfort from God, which then led to incredible breakthroughs for his kingdom. I think it's easy to Read this verse and only think of the temporal or earthly circumstances that cause people to be sad or to mourn. But what about the spiritual significance of mourning? The Bible is full of scripture that speaks to the power found in our tears and how these are often signs of shifting atmospheres in the spiritual realm. For those of you who know you are called to be healers and intercessors, some of your greatest advancements for God's kingdom and the release of spiritual movements will come through the shedding of your tears. As I've heard Corey Russell say, tears shed and travailing are like liquid prayers. In Psalm chapter 5, verse 2, it says, Give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for only to you will I pray. Our mourning, our heart's cry during prayer has a voice that the Lord has promised he will surely hear you and comfort you. Psalm 126 verses 5 through 6 says, Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. And then in Isaiah 61, this chapter has brought me great comfort 
and releases expectant joy of what the Lord is doing in my life because of the redeeming love and the sacrifice of Jesus. So I'd like to share with you verses one through four. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, and to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. God is using those who are not afraid to mourn, who are willing to put their hearts on the line for freedom and the inheritance that Jesus gave his life for. That if you sow tears for God's kingdom, he will comfort you and in ways that will be beyond your current comprehension. The things you weep for today could be repairing the devastations of many generations. He will give you beauty for ashes. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Do you know why there are several of these phrases in this one piece of scripture that so many of us as Christians quote and cling to? It's because once you start to view the world and your life through a kingdom perspective, you are willing to suffer and cry out to the Lord again and again, and you will sacrifice your heart and many tears for the benefit of others. Knowing God will answer your pleas and that your tears will be met with an abundant harvest, more glorious than any pain you suffered. Isaiah 61 is about God restoring to his people that which the enemy tried to steal. I believe we are living in a very anointed and fruitful age of restoration, that the enemy has been hard at work and those that love Jesus and have prayed have travailed and have shed many tears on behalf of those in captivity, now is the time for harvest. This will be a season of healing broken hearts, those with broken minds and broken relationships. God is releasing a greater anointing to break the curses that have kept so many people trapped in mental illnesses, such as depression, trauma, schizophrenia, bipolar, and identity issues. The Lord is going to establish righteousness and biblical standards for marriages throughout the world. And his spirit will cause a flow of supernatural rejoicing and gladness that no amount of worldly chaos or evil darkness could dampen. There are many mothers and fathers of the faith throughout history that have wept and mourned for the times we are currently living in. Some of them had incredible healing ministries, or they were avid evangelists, or perhaps they wrote books that still change hearts and minds today. All that were born from rivers of tears, believing this crucial kingdom principle to be true. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. God does nothing small. Comfort in the kingdom is not like comfort in the world. It's not just a kind word or a pat on the back or even a hug. Those things are nice, but they do not remove, make up for, or redeem the pain. 
but the comfort that Jesus came to give does. Your mourning, your tears, and your verbal cries to the Lord, they are all preparing a way. They are watering seeds that someday will produce a harvest beyond anything you could have hoped to know or imagine. I challenge you today to go deep in your times of prayer. Allow God to touch and expose the deepest parts of you, and then cry out, mourn, and weep for those who are not able to fight for themselves. Sow into the kingdom on their behalf. God is raising up an army of those who have shed these tears, who have built their faith muscles to resist the fear of emotional pain. And these brave warriors will lead a movement of healing for the brokenness here on this earth like never before. Blessed are you who mourn, for your day of comfort is at hand. Join me next week as we discover even more about the joy and fruitfulness of living in a kingdom culture. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would invite you to subscribe to the show and share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.